podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. A face that perhaps IFL viewers haven't seen in five, six years. Yeah, well, Mitchell Smith it is. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? Going up in the world? I'm very well. I'm very well. Um, I'm trying to go up in the world. You are going up in the world. Made your return to boxing a couple of weeks ago. We just said off camera, <clears throat> um, for like a bit of context, there is a lot we could talk about, and perhaps another time a lot we will talk about, um, about your journey returning to the ring. Um, but yeah, just kind of initially returning to the boxing ring after, what, five years? Um, just how good did that feel a couple of weeks ago? So yeah, it was, it was five years to the day after, um, to the day before, sorry, uh, since I last got in the ring. A lot of people didn't think it would happen. Um, I think my own delusion, my own me being deluded, kept me focused on wanting to return to the ring. Um, it was fantastic, mate. It, it was, yeah, I'd done, I'd done the impossible in, in my eyes. I'd done the impossible. You know, I was 18 stone at my heaviest um, prison. Um, yeah, I, I went through some really, really dark times, drug and alcohol abuse. And uh, yeah, to get back in there and do the impossible and be be happy, be healthy, and and be back under the pro lights, yeah, it was it was good. It was a, it was a good night. Sort of walking out from the ring, did it kind of change your view on what you wanted beforehand? And in terms of that, it, I mean, was you going into this thinking, I kind of want to come back and feel like this is the start of a new chapter for myself, and let's see what happens? Or did you walk out and think actually? I've got some serious goals I want to achieve in boxing from now onward. Yeah, no, for me, for me, I wouldn't get back into boxing if I didn't think I could still win major titles. Um, I don't use boxing as something outside of boxing to believe, you know, oh, he boxes or I'm purely in boxing to be in big fights and win titles and earn as much money as I can and that's still my goal moving forward. I still want to be in some massive fights, providing I get given the opportunity to get back on the big stage and back under on the telly and back in some big fights. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want, mate. I want some major titles. And I still believe to this day that the skill set and the skill factor that I have, I'm not saying now I'm, you know, I'd be jumping, I'd be running before I could walk, but I still believe that my skill factor and my boxing ability alone uh, can still win me a world title. I do believe that. Was there any bit of the process, including the camp, where you thought, shit, it feels like I'm kind of learning the sport again? Because obviously, you, 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 it's not like you don't know the sport. Yeah. You had what, that was your 17th professional fight. So it's not like you don't know the sport, but was there any of it where it was just like, I feel like a bit of a student again? It was more like, shit, this is really difficult. Um, yeah, like obviously where my body, had, had, like I said, had come from 18 stone uh, down, wasn't in the best condition, if that makes sense. So they say muscle memory, but there was no muscle memory. And it was it was very difficult. But yeah, like like I said, you know, like there are still things that my timing is still not where it wants to, where where it is going to be, where where it should be. Went back five years ago, but I, I, like I, I still I'm still doing things that are that are world class, in my opinion. So there was there was bits where I felt, oh, I'm I'm, I'm rusty, but 
I'm still I'm still the same Mitchell Smith, and and if not this time, my feet will be a little bit more grounded because I am 29 years of age. I'm not a young boy that got given everything to him far too early, and I just got ahead of myself before. And I think that I showed not just in boxing but in life alone. That's why I managed to get myself into the deep dark depths of where I've come from because I just got everything far too early and couldn't ground myself from a kid that had nothing to got given everything. Yeah, I'm mean, just, you know, this time, this time around, I'm, I'm a lot more grown up. I've seen some terrible, terrible things and I just focused on being a better person day to day. And I think that'll help me in my career and in life. You kind of see yourself as like a one and oh Mitchell Smith now or everything that happened of previous from your professional debut to uh, the two fights you had under Adam Booth. Mm. Do you kind of see that, are you, are you not counting that period, but do you kind of see yourself now as a one and oh Mitchell Smith? Because you mentioned being 29 and being a different person. Mm. Was like, was, was that fight a couple of weeks ago, your debut in a sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In my eyes, it's, it's a fresh start. But with the knowledge <clears throat> that I've been given, learned over the past 10 years as a professional. Um, I'm not a novice fighter. I've seen stuff, not at an elite level, and I've not mixed it at elite level in the boxing ring. But in sparring, I have. I know that sparring, sparring, but... So I'm 1-0, and but with the knowledge and the mindset of the champion I was. So that's, that's the way I look at it, man. So in, in not too long, I want to be on the big stage, on big title fights and be mixing it with some of the some of the decent fighters out there not to mention no names because I don't care for who they are but eventually in the next six to six to eight months I want to be in title fights do you know what I'm going to quickly do in terms of this video at this second I will put over the before and after picture from camp mm. you must have fucking run yourself into the ground mate serious though before and after, um, and as people will see if they're watching this, uh, really, really good. Yeah, man, like I said, 18 stone, yeah. and the other day I boxed at 10 stone 7, so, and then even that was a little bit too heavy, really, but you've got to start somewhere, Oscar, you know what I mean? If I didn't have a goal, if I didn't have a, a, a realistic, I mean, it's not realistic, but for to go from 18 stone to 10 stone 7, it's not realistic, but if I didn't have something that I thought, Right, yeah, let's let's get back in the ring at fucking sixty seven kilos or whatever it was. Um, then I don't think I would have ever got there. So I needed to set something that was realistic. Um, mm. But yeah, I'd, I've done I've done well. And do you know what? It was just literally a day by day thing. Don't get me wrong. There was oh, mate, there was ups, there was downs, there was literally blood, sweat, and tears, mate. And 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 I genuinely mean that. Um, it was a very difficult time. The past six months have been horrible, but I can't thank Aaron, who's Aaron Woodcock, who's my coach at the moment. I can't thank him enough. I literally have found the brother in him. Like he's, he, if it wasn't for meeting that man, I don't think there was a coach in the country, in the world that would, would, would have been able to get me back in a boxing ring because we vibed, we vibed off each other every day. And he didn't look at me of who I was. He just looked at me for what I am now. And every day we ticked boxes and, you know, to the extent of his wife, Kelly, makes my foods. 
just to take that little bit of stress off me so that I haven't got to go home. I haven't got to rush about trying to get my diet foods on plan. It's just, there you go, Mitch. That's your foods for the day. I'll see you tomorrow. Spent hours and hours in the gym grafting. Not just grafting, but having a laugh. Just being around each other like fucking family, you know what I mean? So, and it just makes you a happier person, makes you a better person, and therefore you start making better decisions. You mentioned family, and obviously Jez has been in and out of the gym and over the last couple of years, um, <clears throat> pardon me, the last couple of years has had some big fights on big platforms. How much influence has there been from perhaps seeing Jez and now being uh, around Jez in the gym as well? You mentioned family, and of course it doesn't get closer than, than two brothers. Mm. Yeah, like, do you know what? I think a couple of years ago, um, when, I, when I tried to start making a comeback again, um, I asked if I could come into the gym, but me and Jez weren't getting on too well at the time. So, And obviously this gym is only down the road from my house. Um, and it was more of a, I don't really want to upset Jez's momentum in the gym at the moment. So maybe leave it until another time. Um, and then come November last year, uh, I needed somewhere to start doing PT because that's what I was doing for a few quid. Asked Josh if I could just come in just to strictly do my PT and my boxing career was finished. I'm not really that interested in boxing anymore. Can I come in to do my PT? And yeah, no worries, perfect. Come in, started doing my PT, and as I said, I was 100 kilo at that time in November. I was about 100 kilos. Then Aaron said, uh, Why don't you start doing a bit of pad work or whatever? Do you want to do a bit of pad work? I said, Yeah, come in, let's do that. So, Couldn't resist, sort of thing. Literally, like itchy knuckles, like. Yeah, go on, I'll have a little go, like, best 30 seconds of your life, right? But, yeah, like, just started having a go, and then, like, it started becoming, like, a every-other-day thing whenever he had a spare half an hour. I'd come in, in between PTs, do the odd hour on the, like, between doing a half-hour walk on the treadmill to be in the bag for half an hour. Um, and then the next minute, you get to 90 kilos, and you think, oh, it's in, it's in touching distance, although it isn't. It's in touching distance. And then, um, yeah, you see 85, 80. And then the next minute you're like sparring. And it was like, should, should we give this, should we give this a crack? Like started becoming realistic. But like I said, in my mind, although I was like, yeah, look, career's done, blah, 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 blah. In the back of my mind, I was always wanting to get back in the ring. You know, I don't think, I mean, no matter what I achieve in my career now, the fact that I've done what people didn't think I would do is a huge achievement in itself. And I can live with the fact that I might not ever get to where I, th where I think I can go, but I wouldn't have been able to live with myself if I hadn't given it another crack. Yeah. Did you speak to Tyson Fury at one point or did Tyson send you a message? I remember seeing that. Was it either last year or maybe even... Yeah, 2020 yeah 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 yeah. i think it was around 2020 i was um i was trying to make a comeback again like i said i had loads of time loads of times where i was going to make a comeback i'd lose 15 kilos and then just my mental state wasn't right and billy joe sent me a video of um tyson fury just basically saying I, you know i know that you're going through it sort of thing and go hard or go home is what he said. Like, just, you know, give it your all, give it, your, give it your best shot. Like, which is something that obviously he went through. He obviously went through the, the drink and drugs and the depression and, and the, the going up in weight. So it was a similar sort of story, I suppose. Um, so for, to hear it from the man himself at the time was, 
fantastic. I mean, like I said, it didn't it didn't push me on to make the comeback at the time because my mental state just weren't right. And I think anybody that anybody that suffers suffers mentally with anxiety and depression and drink and drug abuse knows that if your head isn't right, then the decisions that you make are never going to be pure decisions. They're not going to be, everything's just dramatic. It's, it's, I'm doing it off the cuff instead of actually sitting down and thinking, right, this is the process we need to take and, and, and just take little steps towards the goal. So I managed to get myself into a really good position now where I'm living clean and I'm living healthy and I found some form of happiness and don't get me wrong. I still suffer they sometimes day to day, sometimes occasionally I'll have a, a day of anxiety, but I've learned to live with that. And I've, I've got my coping mechanisms and I found a real happy place in, in this boxing gym and Aaron and my outside life is a lot cleaner and I'm in a good place, man. And I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to what is going to happen and what's going to open up over the next six to eight months. And like I said, I really, really hope that I get an opportunity like I did when I was younger to be able to showcase my skills back on telly. You talk about getting an opportunity and um, it's been five years and you know what boxing's like. It's all about the here and now. You can win a fight and then you go on holiday for two weeks and you're kind of out of everyone's mouth and then as soon as you're in camp again, you're on everyone's lips. You know what boxing's like. It's been five years. People in boxing know who you are, mm -hmm. but it's been five years. You said you don't want to mention anyone yet, but are you going to have to mention people? Because you know as well, yes, you've had that comeback fight, but it's not fights like that that are going to get you the things that you want. Um, look, people would have known who I was. I was, could have been a little bit arrogant, a little bit too cocky, and otherwise a bit of a gobshite. Um, at the end of the day, that gets people talking and... It earns you money. And I did earn very good money when I was a pro before. And I won't be silent, far from it. But right now, after boxing a six-rounder in Watford Leisure Centre to where I was, I'm just not going to sit here today and be calling out certain names because realistically, right now, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for your boys. Would though. you feel like a bit of a knob doing it as well? Feel, it would just it would just be unrealistic, Oscar. Like it would just be sitting here fighting at 67 kilos, calling out super featherweights. It's just unrealistic. Do you know what I mean? Like when my next fight is going to be 10 stone, then the fight after that, I'll be close to the lightweight limit. And then, like I said, by the end of the year, I want to be knocking on the door for titles. That is when you'll see the gobshite come back out. <laughs> or you, <laughs> we are going to get it. Then. We are going to get it. Listen, listen, it, it's not, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the gobshite, but what I will get is I will be calling out names because I do, I do want to fight in big fights and it, whoever is holding titles when I'm ready to fight for titles will be, will be told that I want to, I want to get stuck into you. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to, I want to fucking fight her. So we'll see. Look, we're still eight months, six, seven, eight months off that yet. So when I'm ready, the world will know I'm ready. Are you kind of wary about not making kind of a mockery of the comeback as well? Because, you know, you've seen so many fighters who have made a comeback, whether they've been through similar to what you've been through or just genuinely taken time out of the ring to do other stuff or because they didn't get the opportunities. They make that comeback and it kind of 
becomes a bit of a mockery because you have one fight and then you call for this and take an opportunity, like you said, you wouldn't be ready for. And it kind of makes a mockery of, of your comeback in a way. You see, the thing with me, yeah, is I would like to think that I'm quite intelligent in the boxing game. I'm, I've been around it a long time, you know, since I was a very, very young boy. And you, I'm also realistic. And what I want to do is I want to take my career seriously. I'm not going to take fights that I don't feel like I can win just because... I've got to jump up and, you know, oh, you've been out five five years, Mitch, so this is an opportunity that's a 50-50, but I'm not ready. So I'll take the fights I need to take when I'm, when I'm ready to take them because I know that I can win them, not because oh, it's a tough fight and, you know, I've been out the ring. I'm, I am 29 years of age. I'm 29, Oscar, yeah? I haven't had a hard fight in my life. I've got no miles on my clock. I've been out the ring five years yeah, I've been 18 stone, but I, it's not like I've been beating up in sparring or had hard fights where they take miles off your clock. Like, I'm I'm a fresh 29-year-old. Do you know what I mean? In my mind, I'm I'm still 21. I'm physically at the peak of my... I'm, I'm at the peak of my life. Like, I'm, I'm the strongest I'm ever going to be. I'm not going to get no stronger, but before I had to be managed, right, and be put in the right fights at the right times because I was still a boy. Whereas I'm not going to get that now. I'm going to be like, when I'm ready, let's go. Let's, let's get it on, man. And like I said, I'm, I'm not deluded or running before I can walk. I know right now I'm not ready for titles. I've just come out of a six-rounder at Welter. I'm going to be fighting at Lightwater in my next fight. I'm going to take the steps I need to take to get back to where I need to be. And this is where we go back to earlier. It's 1-0 again. Do you know what I mean? It's one and no. And if I have to go and take an English title or a British title eliminator, eventually, when I am ready, let's do it, man. But right now, it's just about maintaining a decent routine, staying disciplined, keeping my feet on the floor, understanding that I have got to do the small hall shows first and prove myself. But when I'm ready... I'll be ready and, 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 and I'll, I'll be doing it because I know I'll, I'll be winning titles. Right, picking this back up. Um, so yeah, kind of spoken about the past and what you want from the future. Let's just talk about that fight. Like I said, you've been in harder fights and you know it's not the fight that's going to kind of get you what you want from this stage of your career, but just doing the ring walk, having people that you know, friends and family ringside and just kind of getting that milestone out of the way and with a TKO win as well. Mm. Um, could you really have asked for much more from the whole the whole day, as it were? Um, yeah, like, look, like, just from the, from the moment I woke up that morning, it being fight morning and sort of feeling that sort of dry mouth, can't wait to weigh in, you know, to get some food in there, to... Um, to doing the ring walk where my crowd yet again were electric. Um, the whole place come alive when, when I walked out and get that feeling of, I remember doing, I remember doing the ring walk and, uh, the, the start of my song was a really slow start of the song, like a bit emotional sort of had my back to the crowd and I was looking at Aaron and I was like, um, this is, this is what it's all about. Do you know what I mean? And it was, uh, 
a part of me that choked up a little bit whilst I, it was weird because usually I'm really pumped and fiery and I'm ready to rock. This time it was a little bit like, I started getting a bit all emotional. I'd sort of wake myself up a little bit and be like, come on, let's get yourself together. Because obviously it'd been a while, do you know what I mean? And it was like, this is this is the start of it again, do you know? So even from there to getting in, to being hit by a natural welter and somebody that gets in with welterweights. And then I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting down on my stool on round one. He went, what's it like? I went, that's what it's like to be hit by a 10 ounce glove then. And he sort of laughed, he sort of laughed in the corner. I was like, you know, like I got caught in the first round. I got a bit eager. I've, I've gone to throw a left hook. I've caught him with a left hook and I've gone downstairs, but my, my hand was really tight to my chin, but he caught me on top of the head and it didn't like, it didn't wobble me or it didn't buzz me. But you know, when you know, you know, you've been caught and it was like, woof. I remember that, that's what it was like, you know, when you're sparring with 16 ounce gloves on, you get caught by one of them that feels like a brick hitting you and you're like, now that, I can feel that. So even like to little things like that, and then I managed, he, he, he was being a bit of a ball late, to be fair. He, I, I think I hit him early doors and he thought this is going to be a really tough night. And he just tried to take the momentum out of the fight. But I stuck to my, I stuck to my boxing, I stuck behind my jab and... All in all, yeah, it was it was an, it was a good. I thought it was a good performance for a first time back after five years out. And like you said, man, I managed to hit him with a couple of clean body shots. He took a knee and didn't want to know. And I, I, after about round four, I sat down in round four, and Aaron said to me, Aaron said to me, true story. This he said, um, right, I need you to start putting threes and fours together. And I looked at him and I said, I can't stick ones and twos together. Mm -hmm. I was. <laughs> I was bollocks. I said, look, the him blowing out of my ass. I said, I can't stick ones and twos together. So he, uh, he just looked at me, he goes, just stick to your box. And then like that. And it was like, all right, sweet. So I just, I stuck to my box. I didn't think the stoppage was going to come. Um, after about round three or four, cause I thought he's quite durable. He's being a bit of a pain. I don't think the stoppage will come, but as the rounds went on, he stuck his feet instead of running, he started to hold his feet. And I thought, right. I can start start throwing body shots now and start really letting go ones and twos at least at least hard chip away a little bit and I managed to get him with a couple of decent body shots and he he felt him and he took the knee and yeah got the stoppage and it was a it was all in all it was yeah it was a, it was a good rounded performance yeah I'm I'm happy and like I said the next fight will be slightly lower uh, ten stone with the opponent will be slightly smaller and the fact that I got somebody that is in with welterweights out of there when eventually I'll be doing super featherweight again. I think it shows that in, in itself, my power is, I'm, I'm a strong, I'm a strong lad, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, as I'm coming down in the weights to just showing that I'm going to start taking people out there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I am going to be a force to, to be reckoned with when I get down to that weight. The next one is 23rd of June, you say? 23rd of July, sorry. Um, yeah, July 23rd. Is that kind of what it's going to be? Have a few in quick succession just to get things going again. And then, I suppose, when you get down to the weight you want to, that's when you can start thinking about them opportunities. But meanwhile, just have as many as you can on these shows in Watford again. Yeah, just have as many of these as you can. Just kind of get used to doing it again. Well, I mean, I was actually having a conversation with someone the other day and... My comeback isn't 
to come back and fight on small hall shows. That's not what I want from boxing. And if if this time next year I'm still sat here fighting on small hall shows, I'll probably retire because there's no money in it. There's no titles in them. And it's not what I want from boxing. It's just not what I want. But right now, whilst I'm fighting heavier than what I probably should be, I'm happy to start just to do a little bit of an apprenticeship again, get myself down to a, to a weight where the, telev- the television will want me on there. I know, and I look ripped and I look like I'm ready to fight. Although I look like I'm ready to fight like the other week. I look, you know, I had, I had a decent set of abs. I look trim, but I'm not, I, I, I'm not near title level. So 10 stone, just under 10 stone, I'd be ready to sort of fight on telly in my eyes. Um, I'd like to get this one out of the way on July 23rd at the 10 stone mark. And then, fingers crossed, mate, some, something comes up, you know, some, something comes up, you know. I believe that my story alone and the fact that I can fight for fun and that I'm aggressive, I'm exciting. I believe that I'm... I'm 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 ready to fight. I'm I'm good enough to fight on telly, if that makes sense. Um, I'm worthy of fighting on telly, is the word I was looking for. Um, so I'm hoping that after this fight, I just catch a break, man. I, I hope I catch a break because I think I deserve. I I know I put myself in these positions to have the five years out and be sentenced to prison and go through all the stuff that I went through, but. To pull myself away from all of that and get myself back fighting fit and healthy, I just believe that I I I deserve a, to catch a break. I deserve to catch a break, and and uh, there are a lot there are a lot worse fighters fighting on telly, if that makes sense. So I would uh, I'd like to catch a break after this fight, and maybe <clears> se- September time, early September, be on some sort of televised show. That would be fantastic. Finish off the year with September close to the lightweight limit and then you never know by the back of the year maybe fighting for a title at the end of the year if I'm ready right well there's not many people more than me that would love to see you rewarded uh, Mitch pleasure big up man top Appreciate man mate that, and um, yeah it's good to see you back just quickly man I just want to shout out everyone that buys tickets to come and watch me fight um, obviously in this boxing game we know that you need to sell tickets especially on these small hall shows to um, to be able to push on and there's a couple of sponsors that are helping me out at the moment. I don't know their companies, but big up because you know who you are. So love and love to everyone in the gym that pushes me on day to day. So big up and thank you, Oscar, for coming down. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Sports Social Podcast Network.